Marcus Burnett here with Brandon Clay. Today's subject, the USA Basketball mini camps that you were able to attend this past weekend, Brandon, specifically the 2016 representatives that were there. Let's start off with uh, Harry Giles as well as Amir Coffey, who you were able to get some pretty good dialogue with uh, there at the weekend. I really enjoyed speaking with those two, Giles from North Carolina, Coffey from Minnesota. They were both out, uh, but were, were working to their credit. They were on the training table most of the time and getting a rehab for, for their injuries and, and both looking to get back on the floor. I know speaking with Coffey, you know, he was saying hopefully before that December 7th date, I actually will get to see him play in Minnesota there with his Hopkins High School team. You know, and the Giles is saying, you know, at some point, you know, in, in the calendar year of 2014, coming back from a knee injury. But definitely want to shout both of those guys out, man, and shout their work ethic for that training table. They weren't playing any games on that table. You know, a couple of times they were going so hard, it was making me hurt over there. So it was good to see those guys working, trying to get back on the floor. Next up, the big man prospect representing the state of Rhode Island, Terrell Brown. Well, he had great hand-eye coordination. They did a breakdown drill. Don Showalter and his group did it was a passing bounce drill and keeping your hands up. And, and the ball was coming out of Brown's hands as quickly as any post player that was doing the drill. Uh, he actually at one point wound up in the group with Tyus Jones, who was a 2014 point guard, arguably the best point guard in the country. And he was able to keep up with Jones. You can see Jones slow down just a little bit, but not much. So that was an impressive thing for us to see from Brown this early was the coordination. You see him as a four player. Still has to learn how to play a little bit lower on the block and continue to work on facing up and shooting an outside jumper. But a nice long lean frame, and once again, the hand-eye coordination and the ability to get up and down the floor bodes well for his future. Next up, Jawan Durham, whose length and athleticism might have Greg Schiano of the Tampa Bay Bucks giving him a call sometime over the next couple of weeks. Hey, they might be able to use him, man. I, I don't know, unless he could throw the ball, though. <laughs> he could run all the routes he wants. They might not be able to get him the ball. I talked about Durham in a notebook article earlier today on the, the website, and his length, I, I talked about him being similar to, you know, a kid that went to high school in Tampa who's worked out okay for this guy, John Henson, who now is in the NBA. And very similar length and athleticism at the same age. I really like Durham's ability to play on the head of the press. They worked on that. We talked about that in a segment on Sunday. And I thought that he and Thomas Bryant in the 2015 class were the most effective forward slash post options in terms of being on the head of that press and making some positive things happen. He was a little bit of everywhere. Even hit a trail three-pointer. Had a little bit of a hitch in the mechanics, but it didn't bother him at all. Was able to knock that thing down. Nice bouncy game to him. And that's a guy we're going to keep an eye on. But I, I really like what Jawan Durham brought to the table. He was up with Team Breakdown at the Elite 32 Session 1 and Session 2 in July. We look for big things from this guy. Next up, De'Aaron Fox out of the Lone Star State. It's interesting. I actually was talking with a, a club coach on the girls' side, Ray Caldwell, San Antonio's finest, before I got out to Colorado. And he was like, hey, you know, I really like the Fox kid. You know, let me know what you think about him. And quality point guard, kind of a slender frame, but a left-handed kid. And especially on Sunday when they broke the groups up, he had a little bit of problem on Saturday with just the physicality of those 2014 guys. Tyus Jones, Stanley Johnson. I mean, you know, he's given up 20 pounds to Jones, maybe 40 pounds to Johnson. I mean, you know, Johnson's just that impressive of a prospect. But when they got back into those matchups, 15 and 16, he did a really good job of pushing the tempo, getting the ball ahead, getting it where it needed to be, and is a 
definite skilled guy there at the point guard position. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Fox in the future. You know, Fox has mentioned that, you know, he's self-aware as far as wanting to improve his strength. So, you know, that's something he's going to continue to work at. Nice to be able to get that assessment from guys that are, you know, continuing to look to get better. No question. Next up, Mustafa Heron out of Connecticut. Well, I really like what Heron brought to the table. You start to talk about guys who have some size with 6'4 for him. Really a, a hustle guy was just a bulldog in terms of his ability to continually make plays, very much like Stanley Johnson in the 14 class in terms of what he brings to the table, that good size, kind of a power wing player with just an energy and a motor that doesn't stop and doesn't quit. Really like what Heron had here during the course of USA and be interesting to keep an eye on him too as he continues to develop the outside consistency on that jumper. Took a couple, made a couple. We see him working on that, but that probably is going to be the point of emphasis for him going forward. Josh Jackson out of Michigan. Well, I really like Josh Jackson out of, of Michigan. It was great to watch all those guys competing at that guard spot, and he's got the kind of size of 6'6". Six, six. He might be able to play the, the three position, definitely be able to play the, the two position. He really showed out, I thought, on Sunday. Quick release to his jumper. One of the better shooters in the building. We'll get to Jason Tatum in a minute. And I thought that Jackson might have been the second best pure shooter in the 2016 group behind Tatum. Catch, got it out quick. 17-footer off the left-handed dribble, pull. Three-pointer off the catch, pull. Definitely was uh, a guy who was willing to take those shots. And with that length, is going to make him a, a prospect we want to keep an eye on as well. Next up, V.J. King out of uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary's, a school that's been known to produce a prospector. Uh, <laughs> he's been documented. You know, he's done some workouts and, uh, you know, gotten better with the likes of LeBron James as well as Eric Bledsoe. So, you know, a guy whose pedigree says he's definitely looking to do some big things in the future. The fact that you almost did not crack a smile as you were saying that was really impressive. Uh, V.J. King is, is really, really, really good. Talented guy. Every bit of 6'5", of 6'6", six, six, six out there on the wing. And just smooth. His ability to catch, make plays. And, and nothing seemed to rattle him. Nothing really seemed to bother him. The press segment stuff, the two-on-two -two pick and roll stuff, you know, and, and talking with him after the, the first session on Sunday, just, hey, man, you got a chance to be pretty good. I really appreciate that. I got to keep working and getting better. Anytime that's a kid's response to, to your compliment, you know you got something. Had the opportunity to speak with his father, Vince, while we were out there, too. And, and you can see where he gets it from in terms of being grounded and being humble and wanting to work and get better. Really like the upside that King is going to bring. His ability to score the basketball during the course of the camp was impressive. He was on the gold medal team last year, so already has one of those. And we look for him to continue to do nothing but grow in his game. Let's jump to the Bluegrass State representative, Quentin Gooden. Well, it's interesting. Gooden, originally, we talked about him, you know, beforehand. He was not supposed to play. He had hurt his hand right there toward the tail end of the summer, had not been playing, hadn't really been able to work out, came with it heavy wrapped up. But he's, he, after it was over, I was talking to him on Sunday. He said, I, I couldn't miss this. I couldn't miss the opportunity to play here. He said, my hand wasn't broken. You know, it wasn't like it was going to be something that, you know, set me back. You know, everything was getting back to healed. I just hadn't been able to really work out, but I really wanted to play. And, and the first thing that struck me with Gooden and, and his build is he's got kind of a stronger frame, even though he's a smaller guy in terms of, you know, 6'1 area, compact, almost like a younger Chris Paul. 
you know, Chris Paul back in the day. Now, obviously, Chris Paul at this point is, has gotten really big and is very much built like a tailback. But you could see it years ago that he was going to have the opportunity to add that weight to his frame. And that's how Gooden looks and appears. So I think for, for Gooden and growing his game, and obviously the hand was a factor, but being able to play quality minutes on the ball because he isn't that bigger 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", guy like a Josh Jackson, like a V.J. King, where the game has kind of gone, where most of those guys are playing on the wing now at the two and the three spots. So I think Gooden's going to have to establish himself either as a dynamite shooter or as a kid that can play the primary point guard the majority of the time. But I really like his physical tools. And he made a couple of plays that made you go, okay, uh, I can see this. You know, he said Louisville, Kentucky are both about an hour and 15 minutes away from the house. But definitely no decision coming. He's got some schools that he wants to visit. And we'll, we'll feature him here in a notebook article sooner than later. Now, you told our OTR Hoops Report colleague, uh, J.L. Hemingway, <laughs> that Peyton Pritchard would definitely be a favorite player of his. What was, what was your rationale behind that assessment? No question. Pritchard came out and, you know, right at 5'11", right at 6 feet tall. Looked like he could play. Nice little crew cut, smooth, and just competed. Skilled, could make shots, you know, was able to hit shots off the bounce. Made a nice post-feed entry to Thomas Bryant, who we talked about in the 15 class. Bryant reads the double down. I can't remember who was guarding Pritchard, but they doubled down on Bryant, as they should. They kick it back out to Pritchard, feet set, splash for the three. You know, Pritchard's out of, out of Oregon, so uh, a Northwest guy regionally, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up being the most highly recruited guy in his class in that region. He just took a visit to Notre Dame. We talked about that in a notebook article. Wisconsin's been in to see him. So it seems like he's going to be a guy that's willing to go almost anywhere to play at the next level. But skilled point guard, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with Tyus Jones and those guys, did not back down, you know, once again, like most of the guys in, in this group, giving up, you know, some weight to those older guys. But there was nothing about the moment and stage that phased him, and that was impressive. Next up, Kobe Simmons out of St. Francis High School and Coach Cabral Huff's uh, program out of Alpharetta, Georgia. Well, we really liked Simmons. I know you, you've seen him multiple times, and we talked about, you know, like you said, him becoming the kind of people's choice. That kid can score the basketball. You know, it's hard to find guys that can score the basketball. And he's every bit as talented a scorer at this age as anybody I've seen in the state since Lewis Williams was at South Gwinnett. Oh, yes. same Lewis Williams that had Mike Vick in the stands? Yes, oh. yes. You know, and I do think, once again, at this stage, Lou's jumper was a little more developed in terms of the range on it and his just willingness to pull. I mean, I saw Lou getting 45, 50 spots in eighth grade and not batting the eye. But the comparison is there, and Simmons being out at USA Basketball speaks volumes to, to being able to put him in that realm of comparison. You know, not necessarily Lou at this point, but enough of a score where you can see it and similar frames, similar build, with more length, honestly, than Lou had at any point. You know, Lou is probably about 6'2". You know, Simmons already closer to 6'3", 6'4". Got a nice little chop on his head that makes him more like 6'5". So, you know, that guy can create, can get buckets. Uh, looking at a visit to Missouri, also talking about trying to get back to Kentucky. He's already been up there for the alumni game in September. So a lot of positive things happen with Simmons' recruitment, and you can see why after his performance here. Now, going to college in St. Louis, man, I had a lot of frat, frat brothers that were natives to that area. And all I heard were the stories about Justin Tatum and Larry Hughes when they were there <laughs> at CBC and, you know, and, and the tandem that they were. Now there's another Tatum that everybody is definitely repping tough there in the show-me state, Jason Tatum. That kid can put it in the hole, man. He, he can really shoot it. Uh, you know, it's funny 
Game-wise and style-wise, he reminds me of Allen Houston. You know, they played with the New York Knicks, went to Tennessee. I actually put that in my notes on Sunday. It was bothering me on Saturday. I'm looking and I'm looking and I can't figure out who I like. I'm like, and it just hit me. I'm like, Allen Houston. And I, you know, hit Kyle Moore up. Allen Houston. He's like, all right, cool. His ability to make shots with his length, Tatum can create it off the bounce. I was just really impressed with his overall demeanor and his ability to put the ball in the basket, but his ability to defend on the other end, and he just really is a solid prospect. The 10 Chaminade, actually David Lee's alma mater. You know, David Lee, who's been as productive as anybody, you know, in the, the past four or five years at that four spot there in the NBA when you look at the statistics. So Tatum following a, a good lineage there. That's a school that's produced multiple players. You talk about St. Louis, definitely has been a mainstay in the St. Louis grassroots basketball pipeline and, and Tatum is the next one to come through. Yeah, with Bradley Bill coming through there also, would you be surprised if Tatum ends up going to Florida some some way somehow? <laughs> well, you know what will be interesting. I am sure that they are, are already on and, and in there, Matt McCall and Billy Donovan and those guys do a great job there for the Gators. And and you're right about Bill and it's interesting. Tatum's game similar skill wise though very different frame. Bill much more compact and stronger. Tatum a little bit longer and leaner. But yeah, it's there's a lot of good players that'll come out of there we very well could see Tatum's jersey hanging right next to Beals and Lee's at some point. Next up, let's go back to Cali like Biggie and talk about <laughs> Derek Thornton. I'm going going back back to Cali. Cali, uh, slender point guard, hit a three here, hit a 17-footer, but got people involved. You know, so anytime we're able to talk about a guy hitting shots at different levels, the second and third level, but then we immediately talk about him getting other people involved really as his primary – position that's saying a lot but when you look at, at what he's doing and the guys that he has the opportunity to play with that's another Finley prep guy out of Nevada so you know you're getting the basketball to a Rashad Vaughn or you're getting the basketball to a Kelly Oubre well when they get the double team well, who are they going back to they're going back to you be ready to make the shot so his skill set is very, very developed for a guy his age, his ability to make that open shot, but also facilitate the action. He's going to play a first-class schedule and play with first-class guys. We don't expect anything but continued development from Thornton. And last but not least, a guy who keeps the Google search engines hot, Seventh Woods. And you, you got to go to Google, and you got to look up this guy's mixtape, and he's got like 10 of them out there. I mean, shouts to everybody who's done a, a mixtape on Seventh Woods. He's, he's remarkable. His athleticism, is, for a guy this age, his athleticism is absolutely remarkable. Uh, but the, the thing that I took away from, and I wrote this in my day two recap actually this morning, what I took away from USA Basketball with Seventh Woods is I don't think he gets enough credit for his skill set. You know, he's so athletic and he's so good in the open floor that I think we overlook his ability to defend on the ball, his ability to get his hand on the basketball, his ability to make plays. He is a good spot-up shooter, not a great spot-up shooter, but a good, capable spot-up shooter when his feet are set. We don't talk about that enough. Uh, and then his skill set is improving. You know, as, as a point guard, a guy that I think is going to need to play the point, kind of like a Quentin Gooden, his size package, when you start to talk about playing professionally, you know, I think at the, the major Division One level, you can get away with it professionally. It's really, really tough. Seventh Woods has Nate Robinson-like, Derrick Rose-like explosiveness, athleticism, but he's not as, as compact and strong as a Nate Robinson. He's not as big and strong as Derrick Rose. So you've got to bring a skill set 
that is equivalent to, if not greater than those guys, to make up for those types of deficiencies. But, I mean, his ability to defend on the basketball. He was able to give Tyus Jones some problems in the two-on-two -two drills, which is saying something, because Tyus Jones is probably the best pick-and-roll guy in high school basketball today. So when you can force him to really have to play, you're doing something that it says something about your game. It was a great weekend, I thought, for seventh Woods. Yeah, man, Woods is a cookie monster, dog. He's taking <laughs> cookies on a regular basis, left and right. <laughs> Give me those cookies, man. <laughs> I'll take that. Thanks for joining us here on this podcast from the On The Radar Hoops Report. Be sure to stay locked and loaded on ontheradarhoops.com. Marcus Burnett signing off for Brandon Clay. We'll catch you back here next time.